Hello beautiful, welcome to the Worthy Woman Podcast with Aston Simmons. Today we are talking about relationships. Now, I love talking about relationships because they are literally where we go to feel everything. They are literally what magnifies emotion in our life. Relationships literally create meaning and fulfillment and all the love, everything we desire, so much of it comes from relationships. If you want to improve the quality of your life, look at the quality of your relationships because the quality of your relationships determines the quality of your life and how you're going to feel about your life. Literally, at the end of our life, what we what matters most, what we miss most is the people, the connections, the feelings, the relationships. It really does mean so much to us. Relationships are our greatest spiritual journey. If we're really willing to lean in and open to them, there are so many gifts, so many lessons, even in the challenges. And that's what I want to share a bit um, with you today about. I want to talk about relationships and why they're so important. And I, I specifically want to share an amazing, amazing opportunity for you to join our five-day free relationship challenge. And Adam, my husband and I are going to be doing this together. We've decided to do this together because Um, You may have heard in some of the posts I've shared, if you've been following me on Facebook and and other places, that um, I've been married to my husband for seven years. We've been together for 18 years. And in the last two years, we had like the hardest time we've ever had in our relationship. And we came up to the point where we were really questioning divorce. That had never happened in our relationship before. Um, And yes, a lot of us have been under extra stress in the last two years, but it wasn't due to that. It was all of the underlying things, and I'm going to get to that in a moment, of how we build a blueprint of what a relationship is and what love means. Now, you might agree with me here. I'm sure you will because we all know when we first get into a relationship, they call it the honeymoon period and they call it that for a reason. We bring our best selves. We're open. We're loving. We show all our best parts. We're forgiving. We're accepting. You know, we really appreciate them for who they are. After a few years, we take off that mask and then we kind of show that, okay, actually, now I'm going to show you the blueprint of what love means to me and what a relationship means to me now that I know that you're going to stay. And we get this blueprint and we build this blueprint before the age of seven. So we learn um, what it means to be in a relationship, how to be in a relationship from the people around us. So we model our parents and other relationships around us um, from events that have happened in our lives where love has been taken away or how we needed to behave in order to receive love and also from society and culture. So these things determine how we show up in our relationships and it becomes our blueprint. And we, you know, when we're in a relationship, we're bringing two of these different blueprints. So two different people from two different walks of life, sometimes two different cultures, different ways of being raised and different meanings of what it means to be in love and be in a relationship. So it is no wonder that we come up against challenges in our relationship. 
you know, and we feel like we're not seen or not understood. You know, a lot of women, the women I work with, they feel frustrated. Some of them feel like they have another child. Um, You know, love feels like a chore. Their relationship feels frustrating and hard work. And the old me can relate to that. I was literally telling myself relationships are hard. This is hard work. And then for like the first 14 years of my relationship after the honeymoon period, that's what I experienced. You know, it was good when it was good. And then when it was bad, it was really bad because I was just focusing on everything that made it hard and all the things that were missing and that does not help us get more of what we want. So do not do that. You know, we know that we need to focus on what we want. So how does this work in relationships? So in the five-day challenge, we are actually going to be pulling back the curtain and going deeper into this and everything that Adam and I learned during our experience and our journey. Because what we found is lots of people are struggling in their relationship. The, the divorce rate in Australia is at like 60%. And if you remarry a second time, it it's another 60%. <clears throat> more likely that you're going to get divorced again. And then if if you remarry a third time, then it goes up to 70%. So the... What I'm trying to get at is that if you get divorced, there's no problem. You know, if that is the right solution for you, there's no judgment at all. What I'm trying to say is it's not about the person. It's about the blueprint that that person is running. So the stats show that our relationships don't get better if we just keep changing people. You know, Adam and I came to this agreement that whether we stayed together or not, and we don't know what the future holds, um, but regardless, whether we stayed together or not, we decided that we wanted to learn how to be in the most loving, supportive relationship with ourselves and each other. And we wanted to express the fullness of who we are in this relationship, whether we stayed together or not. And we wanted each other to experience that whether we stayed together or not. Because we knew that if we went into another relationship, we would just carry the problems that we were currently having in our current relationship into the next one. And if you're someone who has had a a string of negative relationships, you will know what I'm talking about, that it seems like it's a different person, but it's the same problem that just keeps happening. And you're like, what's going on here? This is how people end up saying, you know, there's no good men left in the world or all women are crazy because we are literally all so similar and we're all repeating the same problems. Um, There are good men in the world and women are not crazy. The truth is we are just not taught how to be in healthy, loving relationships. Our parents are teaching us what they learned from their parents. And it's just continued to be passed down. It's not right or wrong or good or bad. It's just whether it's the love and relationship that we want to be experiencing and whether it's the one that we want to pass on to our children. That was a big why for me and Adam. We wanted to learn how to be in a positive relationship and be able to model that so that our children had a healthy example of what is possible in love and relationships. Not perfect, because we are definitely not perfect, and that is not what I'm saying. Nobody is perfect. It's unrealistic. It's unachievable. We're very honest, authentic, and open about our relationship, Um, but we wanted to be able to show our children what is possible. You know, a lot of us are repeating patterns of shutting down in relationships, being very abusive or calling each other names, not having the hard conversations. You know, I hear a lot of people say, oh no, we never argue. We never fight. We get along all the time. Well, that's actually alarm bells because if you, uh, you know, I don't see having a heated um, 
argument or discussion in your relationship is a bad thing. If you're having that, then I know that you have the courage to have the tough conversations that you need to have in a relationship. And Adam and I do argue. We No way do we argue the way we used to when I didn't know what I learned in the last few years. Um, the old me who was very stressed would project my feelings at him, would blame him, would call him names, you know, would like emotionally beat him up. Not intentionally, I was scared and I really believe that is what's happening for most women. They're scared, they're feeling hurt and we're not in our feminine energy. So I didn't know how to be vulnerable. Um, And as a result, because I was literally fighting him, it was pushing him into the feminine. And then he he just wanted to shut down. He had no energy. He didn't want to hear me. Like he would just want to walk away. Um, So we would get nowhere and the same problems would just keep repeating. If you can relate to what I'm saying, let me know in the comments and, you know, reach out to me because there is another way. And in the five-day challenge, that's what we're going to be going deeper into. So what Adam and I learned through this process is that we needed to learn how to be in our masculine and feminine energies. So we knew that in our heads, but we had no idea how to embody it. So what we're going to be teaching and sharing in the challenge is how we learned how to embody it simply and practically in our everyday life. Um, and this was a game changer because I now live more from my feminine and Adam is now living more from his masculine. Before we knew this, it was the other way around. I was the one doing everything for everyone, being everything for everyone, controlling everything. You know, I didn't have that deep level of trust and I didn't feel safe to fall into my feminine. And this is because of some events that had happened in my relationship with Adam in the past where I felt like I, um, he wasn't solid in himself. He wasn't in his masculine when I needed him to be. So I didn't trust that he would be. Um, And I was holding on to that. So I needed to learn how to heal that and let go of it. It's also like modeling the strong women that I have in my life, which is incredible. And I've learned how to be strong, which is amazing. But when I was being strong all the time, it was exhausting. And I found it hard to open to love and be vulnerable and receive love. And that's what is required if you want to have connection. You need to be willing to be vulnerable and to open your heart. Um, We also learn it from society. Like literally culture has told women that we need to be strong and we don't need a man and we can do it all all on our own. Yeah, we can, but it's so much more loving to do it together. Don't you agree? Like nobody wants to do anything on their own. It's not fun. So that's what me and Adam learn. And honestly, the shifts that we've experienced in our relationship have been so powerful. He now knows how to stay in his masculine and give me that presence that I really need um, and that I didn't know how to communicate to him. Like in the past, I would be like, he was doing all the things on the surface and he would constantly say to me, I feel like I can't make you happy. Like, has your partner ever said that to you? Let me know if this has ever happened. And they've done all the things for you and they're like, you're never going to be happy. I can't please you. And you feel so frustrated because you know that he's done the things, but it doesn't feel like he's met your needs. And it's because there's an energy piece there that's missing. When men are just ticking off a list and doing what we want, but they're not in their masculine, they're not bringing their presence, we don't feel like our needs are met because women are very connected to feeling. We're very intuitive. So it doesn't matter what happens on the surface. What matters is what's happening on the deeper layers underneath. And we didn't know how to communicate this. And 
Poor Adam had no idea. He was just looking at me like, oh my God, tell me exactly what you want me to do and I'll do it. And I was struggling to communicate it. So we literally learned um, how to be in our masculine and feminine energy, how to make it work in our relationship. I still go into my masculine as a tool. So it's not that I am never allowed to, you know, get stuff done and go, go, go. That's not the truth at all. We still, like all of us, whether we're men or women, have both masculine and feminine energy within us, but we do need to honor our core energy, our core essence, which for me is feminine. And then I use masculine as a tool. And then I'm way less depleted. I'm way less exhausted. I feel like I've got more energy. I'm more loving. I'm more open. It's so much easier to be in a relationship from that place. And the same for Adam. When he's more in his masculine, he's clearer, he's more present, he's able to make decisions. Things just uh, really work better for him from that place. But then he can drop into his feminine for like certain moments and use it as a tool, like when he's with the kids and he needs to open up to more playful, loving presence or whatever it is. So really powerful to learn that. Um, We also learned like the difference in connection. So men and women feel connection in totally different ways. And again, we are not taught this. So for women, we love to talk, don't we? Let me know, women, if you love to talk, you want to talk about the problems and talk about the solution and talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. And that's how we actually feel like we are moving through the problem. So our oxytocin goes up. And um, yes, sometimes we do talk about it too much, but for men, they are the complete opposite. Opposite. The more we talk about it, the more they talk about it, the more stress they get. They want to minimize the problem, make it as small as possible so that it's like in a little box and they can just solve it. Have you ever been in a situation with your partner where you're just letting him know about something something that's happened in your day, a problem or whatever, and you just want to tell them about it and then they start trying to fix it and like give you a solution and you end up getting angry. I know this used to happen to us all the time. I'd be like, Okay, I don't need you to fix it. I just want you to listen. Like, let me know if you can relate. This is what's happening. And it's just because we're not taught the differences. Now, Adam and I know how we know the differences and we know how to make it work for us. So that's been really powerful. That's why I finally feel heard and understood. And like, he really is listening to me. Um, And he now knows that it's not personal. It's not that he's wrong or he's doing it wrong. It's just, we're literally different in the way that we deal with our problems and the way we feel connection. You know, a lot of connection for men is they need the physical touch. They need the praise. They, you know, men need that. Thank you. Women are like, well, I do this every day. Like, what's your problem? And we kind of minimize men because they need that. But you know, it's, we wouldn't do that to our children. So why are we doing it to our husbands? You know, we wouldn't do it to our dog. So why are we doing it to our husbands? Like there's something that we need to look at underneath all of that. And a lot of the time it's just fear of opening up to love. So, but when we do open up to it, there's so many gifts on the other side. It's incredible. I could literally talk about this all day. We learned so much and it has been a game changer for our relationship. Um, and the way we we come together, the way we operate as a couple, as a team, as a family, and the impact it's had on our children is incredible. Um, and it's just it blows my mind that we are not learn we're not we don't learn this. We're not taught this. It's ridiculous. It's literally the foundation of our life. We're either building our lives on these foundations of like relationships that are surviving or we're building it on a foundation of a relationship that is thriving and when we do that anything is possible and I know you've felt this before that you've been able to overcome things in your life because you've got the support of your loved one you know that no matter what 
They've got your back. You know that no matter what, they love you for who you are. And that builds you up. That gives you confidence. That gives you courage to go out and do the things that you're here to do, create and be. And we all deserve that. And we're the only ones standing in the way of it. So learning this heart-to-heart communication has been a game changer for us. And I've crammed in as much as I possibly can. Um, I don't, you know, I know your time's precious. So I wanted to give you as much value as possible. But if you love the sound of this and you want more and like, you know, your relationship doesn't have to be at the point where you're at divorce to get value from what we're going to be sharing. I wish that Adam and I had learned this earlier because it, it would have saved us from getting to that point of thinking we needed a divorce or thinking that one of us was broken. Because the truth is that that wasn't the case. We just hadn't learned how to be in a loving, passionate, supportive relationship with each other. So if you are in a relationship, you know, even if you're single, come and learn from our mistakes. Like honestly, this will even help you if you're dating and you're wanting to break that negative cycle of relationships. So come and join the challenge. Um, I'll put all the details in the comments, um, in the description of the episode. And I'm not sure if we're going to be doing this again. If it goes well and we enjoy it, then we will definitely do it again, but I don't know. So this is a really great opportunity to come and join, get lots of value, learn so much about your relationship and why it's not working and how to make it work in a way that feels better to you and your partner. Um, And I'm going to be there. My husband's going to be there. We'd love to just connect with more conscious couples who are open to having these loving, amazing, passionate, extraordinary relationships. Because I don't know about you, but I don't believe that love was ever meant to be average. You know, give me a hell yes if you agree. I don't believe love and relationships was ever meant to be described as average or settling or suffering or surviving. So if you feel me, come and join the challenge. You're going to get so much from it. And I can't wait to see you there. Bye.